shit. I got a Charlie horse the minute yeah, was, the camera went on me. I was, I was wondering what was happening there. That's why I was checking in on you. I switched. The, I tried massaging it. I was like, go away, go away. But it just kept yeah. getting worse. Oh, that okay. looked pretty no, painful. Not going to lie. I was uh, quite well, concerned. Well, it wasn't like <laughs> painful slash like, oh, it just caught me off guard and I don't know how to feel about it. Oh, well. Well, I mean, as long as you're doing okay now, that's what, that's what matters. Uh, well. The depression's still there, but you know, it is okay. what it is. Well, it's a different <laughs> podcast. Um, well, as you guys can probably see, uh, we are down one dude at the moment. John should be joining in in the next like 10 minutes or so. He's just running a little bit behind, but Nate and I thought that we'd just get the ball rolling here on the Halloween edition of Those Movie Dudes podcast 2023. It is. Let's just say it's Halloween because when the Halloween, podcast is man. going out, it's going to be on Halloween. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, October 30th. But uh, happy Halloween if you are listening on this day. Uh, this is you know, a month that we celebrate every year <laughs> so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I try my best to watch as many movies as possible, as many horror movies as possible, in particular movies that I've never seen before. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I did okay this year, but Nate, how, how are you doing in your uh, your horror movie Spooktober checkup? Well, I'm looking at my month, and uh, go away, you stupid ad thing. What's um, funny is I'm actually also looking at your month <laughs> right now. Oh, are you? Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't... I I think I have like 12, 15 movies in here or something, and I don't see any that I would consider not horror. So I guess that's... I mean, yeah, most of this year, if you're on a than... video here on YouTube or even Spotify, I think we have video for, for Spotify. I actually have Nate's watch list or Nate's diary on Letterboxd of all the movies that he watched this month. And it don't is judge pretty me. much all horror movies. Yes, um, uh, except for Pillars of the Flower Moon. That's more... Okay. Thriller ish, but you know, and now you can see my thoughts on it. Um, okay. So looking yeah. at your, your list here of, of movies that you mm-hmm. watched this month, I got to know your thoughts here because it looks like you finally pulled the trigger. You watched Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you back to back. Oh, yeah. Oh, what'd yeah. you think? What'd you think of it? It was a blast. Uh, little horror. Mo- no, you can't call it a trilogy, but sequels. Jessica Roth is awesome. And she's just. She makes it so funny and unique. Um, yeah. Like she's all in the La La different Land, things. Right? Yes, she is the one in the green, green dress. Green, green dress. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but losers. like, just the way there would be parts in the middle of the movie where, almost like she's realizing that she can just do all this stuff. So like, one of my favorites is her jumping out of the plane. She's just in a bikini, but with no uh, parachute, and she right. just salutes the guy the and then just. Yeah, and she just falls out. She like sprints into a wood shredder. It's just it's fun. And I wasn't expecting the second one. It wasn't even really that much of a horror movie. It was more or less. They really lean into the comedic elements. I, I think comedy I sci-fi parts yeah. of it. Yeah, because there's more people involved and just are, are kind these, of a lot of the replay. Are these PG thirteen or are they are? I kind of I forget. They are. Let's I think see. PG thirteen because he Christopher Landon, the director of these two movies, he also did a movie called Freaky with uh, Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn, and that's an R rated yep. movie. I remember that one being like really bloody, but this one, the, these two Happy Death Day movies, I think they're quite tame from what I remember. Uh, but I was gonna say I feel like they'd probably be PG thirteen because there's not a yeah. lot of 
like they're just they're like a gateway horror. horror movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But Christopher um, Landon also directed. Uh, didn't he do some of the paranormal activities? Christopher Landon, I believe he did one, at least one of the paranormal activity movies. Yeah, one of the later which, ones. Yeah, it could have been. Oh, the he might have done uh, the marked ones, which I think yeah. is like one of the more popular ones. Yeah, John and I but... have an infamous review of that on our channel that's unlisted <laughs> that we can never release today. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, oh Jesus! All right. Well, yeah. Going back to your uh, your month here of movies, your horror movies. One that is very similar in premise, in a way, just with maybe more time travel, is Totally Killer. You gave this a three out of five, it looks like. What do you think? This is a brand new release on Amazon Prime. I think it's one of the top ten movies of the month like on streaming. So um, we both checked this out. Yeah, it was it, it was too on the nose, like too mainstream feeling. Like like I'd seen it a hundred times. Um, I just thought it was unique that they showed like when things are changing, that kind of butterfly effect. And then you see how it's played out. Um, yeah. And it's like yeah, one of the only times where that's kind of the solution and then they just accept it. So like, that's like one of the first movies that I see that's ever decided to do something like that. Um, yeah. And I think I went of... two and a half for Totally Killer, but uh, I still had a fun okay. time with it. It was fun. But did, did you know that this was written by Sasha Pearl Raver from the Schmoes? No. No. Like, yeah, this was written by her, which I think is kind of hilarious. What? This is, yeah, back, they, Schmoes No, if you've heard of Schmoes No, I mean, they have a whole bunch of people that come and go on their podcasts, but one person that was on their podcast for years was uh, Sasha Pearl Raver, and bam, she wrote this movie. <laughs> so Damn, I think that's okay. kind of badass. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. And the last movie that I want to talk about that is on your uh, your month of horror movies here is looks like you finally checked out When Evil Lurks. This is the movie that I, I briefly did. mentioned last week. Uh, you gave it a four out of five. That's pretty exciting. So it looks like you liked it more than his other movie, Terrified. So what did you think it of When like, Evil Lurks? Well, like compared to Terrified, Terrified felt almost like a like a rough draft of something, but like it still had good moments, but it's storyline through was kind of iffy. But when evil lurks is just a dark evil. Yeah. Like just disturbing. Like you said it last week or last episode, this director does not like children. And I can now see why. <laughs> Children because, are the devil to him. Yeah. <laughs> like My the God. first big thing with the little girl and, and the, the dog. dog. Yeah. Caught yeah. me off guard because it I'm jumped. watching everything in the background. Right. And then in the foreground, he just. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, uh, real quick. The scene when she's walking down the road carrying the kid and he's like pulling up behind her. Oh, fucking and just, it is intense. Yeah, yeah. You just see all. But, ugh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I just quickly wanted to shout out you and get your thoughts on that because I did shut that out last week and this movie did just get added to shutter. So if you're in the mood for probably one of the most like nihilistic, most evil, brutal movies I've seen in quite some time, when evil lurks, it's uh, on shutter. But um, it does look like ends on agony. That just says anything. Just oh, you just yeah. feel this agony from everything that's happened, and then the credits start rolling. 
<laughs> Do you see what like, I meant, right. though, by, like, it's kind of a more, like, condensed version of the whaling in a mm -hmm. way <laughs> yeah just yeah like, it just like it on. had a different characters. cultural reference like exactly. you had the whaling the more korean style and then this the i want to say it was argentina had a very had almost like a western type of feel it was very red and just dour and right. sad <laughs> just stuff came out of nowhere that i wasn't expecting well, it does look like our other dude has joined in. Uh, Throw it in the oven. Yeah, wow. here he is. What's and that's it. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast forever. Oh, boy. Happy recording day. Happy Spooktober. Happy to be back. So we are just kind of talking about the month of October and just some of the other horror movies that we checked out this month. Uh, Nate talked about a couple already. Do you have any movies that you checked out uh, this month that you want to briefly mention here? You know, I uh, in terms of horror movies, I think the most maybe recent... one that we watched. Yeah, week. there's one that we, I don't think we've talked about on any podcast maybe we did briefly but it's been a while i've briefly mentioned it. i don't think i did a review of it but yeah okay it's uh cobweb Ooh, the yeah. uh very spooky uh movie where i mean there's just some crazy stuff going on in this house some uh it, very reminiscent of um malignant to a certain extent um there are some very unsettling scenes in this movie I'm trying to think of specifics, but uh, I've been at work all day and I'm just now on a movie podcast all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I just remember being very horrified. Um, and there were certain moments in this movie where I turned to Spencer and I was like, what the fuck? So, uh, yeah, yeah th this is this is a big recommend because super under the radar. I think it came out around in july came, where... it was the oppenheimer bar or barbenheimer weekend exactly yeah so yeah. no one saw it essentially but this is this is just one of those horror movies that it, not only is it fun it's very unique and uh kind of just like and i don't know it, it it's crazy th this was my second time watching it uh yeah i was watching it with you and uh i picked up on so much that I really enjoyed in the second time watch but i would say that this is almost like the new halloween cult classic because there's a jack-o'-lantern in every frame of this movie. Just somewhere. Yeah. There's a fucking jack-o'-lantern. Jack and, and has they live on like a, a pumpkin patch or a pumpkin farm. And uh, it's so sinister and just kind of evil and campy and just very fun. And Lizzie Kaplan just gives like a very ridiculous over-the-top performance. And yes, the the use of shadows and lighting is fantastic. The camera work is, is great. And uh, what's revealed in the third act might kind of make it or break it for you but if you roll with it it's actually just like it's it's a, a lot of fun and very similar in certain ways to a movie that came out last year uh called barbarian in a way uh, i, in I a think way. it was last year but yeah. just in terms of it was bizarre the way very that it's bizarre. structured that was very bizarre. yeah it's like spencer said make or break you know yeah. um and Nate, you haven't seen uh cobweb yet I have not, but I know it's oh. streaming, so I could. Yeah, it's on Hulu. So yeah, I would, yeah. I would definitely say check it out. Maybe tomorrow if you're feeling risky. Uh, it's, Ooh. it's a fun Halloween watch. That's all I really want to say. But hey, I absolutely. get out at six o'clock just in time for it to get dark and cold and spooky. Ooh. Do you guys know that we fall back an hour on Sunday? So it's gonna get dark even earlier now. Wait, no, it's gonna get dark at like four thirty. <laughs> fall back, spring forward. 
Wait. Yeah. So we're so we actually so get an extra be... hour this weekend. Yeah. But that means it's gonna get dark at like four thirty where we are. Yeah. But then it's Maybe gonna then the you. days will continually get longer throughout December. Well, after December. No. Shorter. Wait. Shorter. Yeah. Shorter. They get shorter, shorter throughout until the winter solstice, and then they get longer again. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um. But I guess we can transition over to our uh, first segment of. This is actually technically the first segment that we're doing, but I do have some news for you. This is movie news. News. Thanks, Peter. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) That was live. That's live every week, by the way. Thanks, Thanks, Peter. You're welcome, guys. And he's gone. So this is breaking news. This came out a couple of hours ago, and I was kind of shocked when this happened but we have a surprise horror sequel announcement here Mm -mm. are horror sequels ever a surprise because that's all they do is make sequels for i will say this i was not expecting this to get announced really ever i thought that we were good and done can i try to guess can i try to guess i have it preloaded and nate may have seen it um i already know i'm news. very upset it, about is it. it five nights at freddy's okay so nate already knows john you're welcome to guess i'll say that it's a cult horror movie that we all saw and really enjoyed back in 2000 oh i see it 14 damn it i see the i see the thing Did you all right say it? well then i'm just gonna cue it in if you're on video uh yeah it follows sequel revealed she's gonna return back in the lead the director david robert mitchell is going to come back for a movie called they follow uh that's uh not necessary however no nope. i would love to dive back in that universe again because this is one of the most iconic horror movies i've seen in the last 10 years so yeah. i don't know how to feel about that i'm just happy that i get to go back i just hope they don't fuck it up that is kind of how i feel like i'm i'm optimistic about it I didn't expect it. I'm very happy that she's going to come back and the director is going to come back. If it was like a whole new director, new yes. writer, I would be a little bit more like pessimistic about it. But the fact that they are reuniting and he hasn't really made a movie since he did under the silver lake with uh, Andrew Garfield. And that was kind of hit or miss. I really enjoyed it. Don't think uh, I, I don't know that. if you guys saw it or not, but um, he hasn't really made anything else. So I think it is kind of fitting that, yeah, he's going to come back and hopefully make one hell of a, horror sequel nate's buffing over there i'm I'm very you're not happy about it the fact that they waited nearly 10 years before making a sequel like come on if it had been a couple years afterwards came out 2017 right 2017 no it's 2015 wow okay eight years and so like nearly 10 years later like unless that plays into it but i'm just nervous because if they're going to bring these characters back I know that guy probably doesn't even look anywhere remotely to what he did in the first one. What guy? And the boyfriend. That boyfriend oh, that she's kid. with at the end. Yeah. yeah. But I would ass- I would hopefully I would assume and hope that they would do it. I mean, she yeah. probably also looks eight years older and he also looks eight years older. She looks pretty similar, but yeah, just maybe more old, you know, like, Yeah, because I saw in the watcher, she looked yeah. pretty similar. it follows like so. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just why why the only thing that's saving me is like you said same director same cast that right. gives me hope anything well, at least, else at least her like, 
I don't know if anyone yes. else oh, in yeah. the cast is confirmed, but at least her. She's great nice. in whatever yeah. she does. So right, but yeah. I just and you don't doesn't you don't have to go see it either. To. You don't no, but I will. True. Okay. You can yeah, and... of course. This is going to be hype. I mean, when this movie gets announced, and hopefully it's like a prime summer release, or or maybe even I'll be in theaters October. Yeah, I will definitely go and see it. Uh, I definitely have high expectations. If they're going to make a sequel, then I have huge expectations. So Which is why make something new? Come sure. on. <laughs> and I... uh, we we also have another surprise horror sequel announcement. Okay, what else? I don't this know. This was I'm announced. guessing again. This was announced over the weekend. It's a movie that we've all seen. It's actually a recent movie. It was an original idea. I think it was based on a short novel from. Oh, Light, Lights Out. No, there was a sequel to that already. There is not a sequel to Lights Out, but oh. that is a good guess. Um, so it's not that. It's a movie that oh, Nate and it? I saw in theaters, and I had a great theater experience when watching this movie. Uh, Nate had a horrible weekend that that weekend. But did is this one of those movies I, that Nate hated and then liked? No, I think we both came out of the movie being like we really enjoyed this. Uh, I'm just going to reveal it. Yeah, I don't for, know. Uh, the yeah, I'm podcast. at a loss. My but brain doesn't doesn't work that fast. The Black Phone Two. Oh, from Universal and Blumhouse. Oh, I did um, have a bad weekend. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, oh, like, yeah, I saw your car. <laughs> Yeah. and yeah i forgot that still okay. doesn't make yeah. any sense to me your blu-rays disappeared and uh, they're and on look the i don't know i feel like an alien took stole them, them. That's and my happened. full one ml cartridge like come on and, <laughs> they could have yeah. stolen the car <laughs> but they didn't they just took my movies and my other stuff that's so crazy I think that you'd rather them steal a vehicle well it wasn't my vehicle well this is I would prefer an it follows sequel over a black phone uh, Same. sequel, to be honest. But the fact that they are doing this is interesting only because the uh director Scott Derrickson and the writer, his writing partner that's done like all of his movies, they both were like, We're not gonna make a sequel unless the idea is there. And I guess Joe Hill, the original author of the short novel, called them and were like, I have an idea for the black phone too. And then they were like, Okay, it's it's awesome. So then they called Universal and Blumhouse. They're like, okay, yeah, do it. Bam. So this happened, like this materialized so fast. And I guess the concept is the reason they're all going to do it because they were all sold immediately. So that is interesting, I think, but uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens here. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't really see how they would do it. But then of course, if Joe Hill wrote it, then he's got, He's got more insight to it than anyone else, so I guess that's fine. But like yeah. you said, you don't. We don't need it. It's one of those ones that it was original and it worked, and cool. Not everything needs to yeah. be a, a a universe. Like there doesn't that's need the to thing, be but a every black phone universe. Film studio wants their franchise, obviously. So they'll take they'll take the risks. Um, but I guess that does lead me to my final question for you guys. What surprise horror sequel announcement would get your taints tingling? Jesus, um, that's an interesting way to put it. Um, get my taints tingling. Um, hmm. Hmm. Define a horror movie. Just kidding. Oh, um, freaking, I was going to say, like, don't I, even start. The first well, thing that came to mind was a movie that you would like to see either a sequel or even maybe like a, a reimagining. Um, 
the uh, the first thing that came to my mind was spontaneous, because that, in a sense, is a horror film to a certain extent. It'd be cool to see that concept done again. But I feel like that's not a good answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep thinking here. Hmm. hmm. I would like to see. God, there's so many movies that I would love to see sequels of. Um, God, I can't even like I'm thinking of a bunch of classics that I would just like to see reimagined, but I don't want to go with like a Friday the 13th or a Halloween. Um, I would like to see a movie that's where a reimagining of killer clowns from outer space done in a modern day. Oh, that's bloody that's r-rated that's campy and funny uh and yeah i want to see it it's like how they're redoing toxic toxic avenger which needs to happen so i don't know i don't i don't have anything for you that's 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 definitely let me look at my shelf real quick i really gotta okay. think well no worries no worries we can uh you can just skip the question stupid anyways Do you have any good questions that's a bad question you know no no, no how about okay. a modern retelling of misery mm. like who would play mm. annie wilkes melissa mccarthy that, that um, was that rebel, was who was rebel in my wilson? mind rebel wilson she, okay screw rebel wilson she's not funny and she can't act kathy um, oh wait she was in the first one Fuck. yes <laughs> no kathy bates would have to be like take the sheriff's job like trying to find out who yeah. did it, that little tongue in cheek, like, oh, who, she was in this. Who's that woman from Fargo who plays the plays the cop? Frances McDormand. She, no, no, no. That's the other. That's the other season of Fargo. The one, like the bigger one. I with didn't the dark watch hair. the show Fargo. Uh, okay, I feel like she. I've only seen the movie, too. the the good one. Uh, I I just honestly put Mia Goth in any movie and I'll watch it, especially if it's a horror movie. How about that? That's my answer. Okay. Uh, I I lost the ability to use a mouse at the moment, so it's it's quickly charging. So I have no way to switch anything. Okay, but then I'll do it. All Just, I'll say uh, is, uh, yeah, Killer Clowns from Outer Space would be dope. Yeah, and you can always throw just, it in the uh, oven. You know, always. Um, yeah, if it's bad, you throw it in the oven. At the end of the day, I would like to see a modern telling of like. If Night of the Living Dead were to actually happen, like what would be the cause of it? Oh, I know the what obvious would answer. People do. Dude, the obvious answer is 20, 28 months or years later. That's that's the obvious I've answer. I've wanted to Where write that, that sequel. I've wanted to. I had an idea in college to write twenty eight years later. Yes, that's the movie. I and, mean, that movie needs to happen at some point, and, and have, it will everyone survive or like everyone's come back after everything but then they go into the uh they go into the house where the woman was and the people who moved in there the kid like finds something or pricks his finger and starts to go sick and they don't know why it starts and over then it starts yeah again. yeah yeah dude there's, there's like so answer. much there that 28 months anyway. later you could just say that, that's it's just, just it it kind of needs it for the continuity of the the titles of sequels, though. I don't. I mean, you have well, days, well, yeah, weeks, but twenty. Yeah. They just go years. But it's been so long. Twenty eight decades long. later. 
It's probably it's been, been almost been like years. years. <laughs> right. Imagine one that's almost 300 years later, and it's literally just like cars. Of it's just cars. It's Pixar's cars. <laughs> They've taken over the world. <laughs> that's and that's quickly. it. And there's a bunch right. of renamed, renamed the driving around. <laughs> yeah, not Tomator, Tomator, but without the, the uh. <laughs> I think that sounds horrible. Let's move on. Very much. Well, the movie so. already exists. You can put it in the same universe if you want. Okay, um, so anything else you want to do for movie news? News. Nope, that covers it. All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our first time watch. That being the movie I chose, but first time watches, baby. First time watches, are you watching with us? We know movie news, and we about to discuss another movie that we've never seen. So grab some popcorn and pull up a seat. Oh, oh we caught you right. again. Sorry, everybody. Caught you yeah. again. <laughs> Looks like you got the mouse back. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, a a two-minute charge is 90 minutes of battery. That's crazy. Oh, that's shit. Crazy. Except Apple's stupid. Like a and the mouse, mouse has a fucking plug-in on the bottom of it, which doesn't make it's any It's so bad. dumb. I complain about it literally once every two Worst months. Design Worst design ever. Worst design ever. There's mouses that came out in 1983 that have a fucking better design. Whatever. It doesn't make any sense. But yeah. Okay. Poltergeist. Here we are. Poltergeist. 1980-somethings. Poltergeist. 1982. 1982. Um, yeah. A movie that I chose... Um, it was between Poltergeist and um, The Lost Boys, which Spencer, yes. you watched that the other night. Sounds like you had a good time with that one. It was a total well. vibe. Loved it. But yes. That might be a tomorrow watch for me because, you know, it's it's Halloween. I want to watch something I've never, never seen before. I got it on 4K. Um, so... it. 4K looked amazing. It looked like it could have been made in the early, like, 2000s, late 2010s, but with 80s cheese. Okay. I'm I'm down for that. Doesn't it have um uh, no uh, Matthew Broderick no Keith Keeper Sutherland in it. It mm-hmm. does. Okay. Yep. Corey okay. Feldman. Yep. It's, so it's it's Corey, literally Corey just Ian. Stand by Me is just Stand by Me, but vampires. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's it's cool. fun. It's it's uh, I I really enjoyed it. But we're we're here to talk about. Yeah. No. Not Lost Boys will be uh next next October. But yeah, Poltergeist movie I've owned on 4K. It's still in the wrapping paper because when I actually ended up watching it, it was on HBO Max or HB Max, sorry, uh with my parents up in Maine. But um yeah, it's just a movie about a girl who somehow gets connected with this uh evil presence living in her closet and tries to eat her and she gets sucked in kind of like um in Insidious and she's in this that was the world. Worst. And- description <laughs> you know i'm not the, the absolute guy. worst <laughs> do you want to do it how about you do it nate i'll let you do it it's all you a regular suburban family uh whose daughter begins talking to ghosts in their tv <laughs> and the their home, home is, is a I host of demonic ghosts mine, mine felt oh better yeah Yours my felt only, better. A girl goes only, into uh, a closet. <laughs> <laughs> a girl comes out into the closet. Um, yeah, I know. My only kind of introduction into this film, I'd never seen it before, um, was like the Family Guy episode, which has a common trend. Oh, yeah. Um, with a, a lot of episode. my unseen filmography. But um, essentially, it was like the ep- Hi, Molly. It was the episode where Peter, I think, is like digging a pool for his family, which is pretty much what the happens in the movie anyway. Um, so I basically got the gist of Poltergeist. I knew the story going in. I just didn't know what we had in store in the original 1982 classic. Right. Um, and but, Nate, you had seen this movie before, right? 
I have. Yes. How many times? Once before. Okay, oh. this is your second time watch because this was my second time watch. I watched this. Yeah. I want to say maybe like three years ago for the first time. Like it was kind of recent. Uh, I delayed watching it for so long, and uh, finally, yeah, wanted to check it out. And I remember really, really enjoying it. Like this movie is just insanely fun. Like it's ridiculous at times. Um, yes, and like the practical effects are fun. It very much feels like a Steven Spielberg directed movie. And like, that is the common rumor around Hollywood is that because ET was filming like a block over Steven Spielberg would basically run over at night, direct a whole bunch of stuff for poltergeist to go back during the day, do ET stuff and just kind of like go back and forth between sets and direct a lot of the stuff. Cause Toby Hooper is the credited director for poltergeist. And he obviously has done Texas Chainsaw Massacre and they could probably name like 10 other movies that he's done. But um this is surprisingly pg mm-hmm. it blows it, my mind it's, it's wasn't it originally that time there's no pg-13 i guess so it had to be yeah. but it's still like blows my mind that this is pg <laughs> it's so it's it's scary it's, it's probably probably movies like this that force them to bridge the gap with a, a rating that went in between uh pg and r um, because there are and there are some scenes in this movie, like a particular one where a kid is getting devoured by a certain uh vegetative demon or whatever tree. you want to call it. Yeah, the tree. A tree. That's, yeah, that's okay, I didn't want to spoil it. It's a tree. It's a tree. And that was directly out of uh Spielberg's uh nightmares when he was a kid, was there was a tree outside of his window and he was terrified of it, so he included it in the wow. movie. Um there's a lot of himself, I guess, in this movie and obviously you have like the mom running around in her underwear for like the second half of the movie uh you have them laying in bed like rolling up cigarettes and smoking it and everything it's it's so like cigarettes. Which point was it cigarettes or weed i don't remember it i thought was it was weed she, yeah, she it was puffs weed. on it was... starts coughing okay. and then they laugh <laughs> okay it probably was i just what they were rolling yeah. was super brown so i thought that it was tobacco but um, it was 80s weed just... bro there goes my point it's pg movie it's a family movie technically <laughs> so it's spielberg's funny. first attempt at making the fablemans um maybe yeah. maybe yeah maybe that's it is an all-american like. family having to deal with this i mean <laughs> they open with the uh the theme song for america so yeah yeah they oh, certainly yeah. do and but, the, uh, the, just that leads into the whole movie is that's the first thing you hear and the first thing you see is just I and I guess they did this a lot in the 80s. Like once a cable channel was done broadcasting for the night, it would just go static. And yeah. so it was that's crazy what my mom that was they telling added that in during the movie is that I which I obviously didn't know is that I mean back then you had what eight or ten channels at at best. And if then you were lucky. <laughs> yeah. Their 24 hour programming was just not a thing. They would always play the national anthem. Or, yeah, the national anthem, right? And show mm-hmm. like shots of Washington yeah. D.C. for Stars whatever reason, Banner. probably on like ABC, NBC, CBS, whatever. And then it just went static. That's just so. It's just an interesting thing that I I couldn't relate to until they're like, yeah, that's very that happened all the time. I'm like, oh, what the? F-? That's very strange. And it was a really cool idea to like, hey, I have this child communicate with these spirits through the static electricity and the energy. I thought that was an interesting uh, concept, but. John, with this being your first time watching, it sounds like you got to experience it watching with your with your family when you're visiting up here. Uh, yeah. What did you think of uh, this family PG horror movie? 
Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with it. And it was, it was cool watching it with two people that had grown up in the 80s as well. So they were they grew up in suburban neighborhoods. And had they you know, seen it before? I think that they had because they okay. were like, oh, isn't that the actor from this? Oh, what the act, the guy, the guy plays the dad. Coach. Craig T. Nelson from The Incredibles. He's Mr. Incredible. Okay, that's not the that's not the comparison they made. He's definitely from something else. That he's yeah, coach from the TV show. Coach. Okay, there's another movie though. I feel like Parenthood classic. No, that's no. Yeah, that was Steve Martin. Um, no, that that's tweet. Well, Craig T. Nelson was also in Family Guy. Me and Spencer were talking about it. Where he goes, "Are you Peter Griffin?" He goes, "Yeah," and he goes, "Make it quick," and he's holding the gun because he does that little note in the the ink or whatever covers it and it just says i want to kill craig t nelson <laughs> well he's also either, the dad in the proposal and you know he's in, he's in a whole bunch of stuff either way i i had a ton of fun with this movie and i guess two out of the three kids in this movie are, are not are past since this movie came out uh especially the daughter died from something awful just unfortunate as a 12 year old Bowel obstruction um, yeah, a bowel obstruction which i can't imagine how sickness painful that has an illness yeah and uh and do you know the, how the older daughter she died? got strangled to death by her ex yeah she got murdered like yeah, the year it. this movie came out like six months after this movie came out which is fucking it's it's, it's weird because i feel like there's movies like this that come out and there, there's always these like weird unsettling stories behind some of the deaths that have happened to the actors in them like uh the movie with the helicopter fucking uh twilight zone movie twilight zone, oh, like, twilight zone. Just, just yeah there's something i don't know something a little and also there, but... there was a rumor i don't know if it's true actually, i actually really haven't looked into it too much but i think this movie had some controversy because they used actual human remains for props why in the pool. why did they do that in the pool cheaper yeah, i i guess and that, how is that cheaper because you just get them, they you'd get them from supply places. Like, I'm not gonna ask um, they actually like kind of they explain it in the movie Return of the Living Dead, like how people get real skeletons and that they're cheaper because plastic ones you have to you have to mold them based on the bones, and it's just cheaper to just buy a skeleton yeah. from someone. That's <laughs> crazy. That's, first of all, then. insane. Um, um, but yeah. my thoughts on the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I definitely see the Spielberg comparisons. I didn't realize. I think there's an opening credits where it says like produced by Steven Spielberg. It's one of those movies. Yeah, I think you, it opens yeah, a Steven Spielberg production or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. And dude, you, I absolutely, I felt ET. It just, it has this almost like fantasy homebody feel about it. it. Just makes you feel like warm and fuzzy inside. And it, even though it's it's a horror movie, it just makes you feel like you're so just engulfed in this world. And I, it was the same feeling I had with ET, where it's like you feel like you're watching you you are watching this movie from a child's perspective, and I and I do really love that about movies like this um, because it does make you feel like a kid again in this fantastical, weird, unsettling story. And despite knowing pretty much exactly what was going to happen, there were still certain scenes that I know definitely hit harder back in the eighties, like with the with the building developer who was like. You know, yeah, we're gonna move all these. We're gonna move all the graves and put this here. And it's like, but when they have that reveal, I'm sure that hit a little bit harder back then. It's like, but you didn't move the, you didn't move the bodies. Oh, okay. So we're gonna talk about that scene. Sure. I'll That's just, that where he's screaming. Scene. I was gonna save it. <laughs> yeah. It is probably one of the most over the top line delivery line deliveries. I I've love ever that. Scene. Heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to present real quick. Oh, because... yeah. oh, I didn't know you had that. 
exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> the way he delivers this scene. line. I'm gonna play it here in just one second. Um, I gotta find it. There it is. All right. Do you guys have audio? Let me know. Son of a you moved the cemetery, but you left uh, the bodies in chest. It's not playing for me yet, but you left the bodies and you only moved the headstones! You only moved the headstones! <laughs> oh, can you play? I missed it. Can you play it one more time? Did you oh, wait? Do you have on. audio or no? Yeah, I, I heard it just as, as it was finishing up. Now it's loaded up. Okay, for me. the way he delivers why at the end of this wow. is just ridiculous. Right? <laughs> you only move the headstones. Why? Why? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's so like why did he have to go that hard on that delivery it's it's Spielberg, so terrifying man. i yeah, guess when... did you notice the jump cut too earlier in okay. the movie the really so, bad one <laughs> let's take a look here let's take a look no air except that you can breathe and and you're getting pulled along in the... Maybe... hi ben oh mr Tennant. Hi. look my tv's not on wait it just cuts like that yes Oh yeah. I remember when I first watched that this movie and that happened. I was so confused. I thought that I like glitched like out. Missed 10 minutes or something. Yeah. That's and also you'll see like a bright light flash right before the scene starts, which looks like maybe like a cops outside. It just it's so disorienting and it makes no sense. I don't remember the reason behind it, but there is a reason behind it. I think it had something to do with like they mentioned a like some product placement and then they didn't have the rights to do it or they just revoked it out of like some stupid like dispute that could be a rumor but hmm. it's so glaring and so weird it takes me out every time but let's just watch it one more time no air, except that you can breathe and and you're getting pulled along in the okay. hi ben oh mr Tennant. look my tv's not on so oh no you're having problems I feel yeah, like I just blacked just out and then crazy. woke up at a different part of the movie. That's crazy. It, it's so confusing. I still don't get it. Yeah. But because there's certain scenes like in movies where like a conversation ends and then it kind of trails off and then you're in a different spot, but they cut him off like mid sentence. That's yeah. very strange. And they have that bright flash, which maybe like maybe there's something wrong with like the original negative of the film or they like they struck a light right before they called action and it's yeah. somehow in the it no doesn't make any sense except that you can breathe and and you're getting pulled along the... okay. hi ben oh i missed your time and it also picks yeah, her weird. up mid sentence for her too. yeah on both sides yeah it's, it's her talking but in different settings that's it's, off so, it sounds it sounds better when you're watching the movie though because i remember watching it and she like i'm pretty sure she gets close to finishing her sentence so it, it, it kind of okay, but it's still crap because you go from a bright kitchen to out front of their Except neighbor's house. Breathe. I wonder if there's like a director's and, and you're cut pulled along the where like that's not cut out for whatever reason. It's yeah. just so yeah. Like, what is that light? Is and there lightning on going on in the back? Or yeah, <laughs> like what is that? Like, is a cop outside? Like, it doesn't. No, that's I mean, definitely like they're like clearly striking. arguing. They're still arguing, but like we don't know what they're arguing about because the last scene is he's just against the wall listening to her talking. That's actually Boom. a cool shot too. Like if that was actually like, I don't know, it, it's an unsettling shot, I guess. But he's yeah. also kind of except that you can breathe. Comical the way he's and, acting. And pulled like, what is he even doing? And you're getting pulled along, and then bam. Yeah, you're getting yeah. pulled along, and then hey neighbor. <laughs> 
it's just yeah, what's it's for a dinner choice that they isn't he just yeah. eating a whole plate of beans too it's like what what is this like Probably. 80s like tv quest dinner of her shit? day i will so say I, I loved how they chose to open the movie i mean first of all you have a great score by jerry goldsmith throughout this whole movie i mean he's the definitive 80s movie composer um but you have the adorable golden retriever going into every room and just checking mm. on every member of the family uh grabbing that bag of chips that the kid fell asleep with and like dumping out on the floor and eating it outside going into the other bed and just munching on some other goodies just a great opening and i love that the dog had a lot to do in the movie as well like he's mm. a prominent character throughout so i enjoyed that do you remember his Nate, name? I, uh, I don't remember his name roger roger he's a good boy roger the dog <laughs> he's a good duders but uh yeah nate so how was this rewatch for you i fell in love with this on this rewatch it is just i have other than in the theater i haven't been able to sit down and like watch a movie straight through without pausing it or rewinding it this one i did because you just get sucked into this family you love all the characters and the thing that I like about it most is like a lot of movies when it comes to poltergeist, there's one or two characters that don't believe what's going on. They totally dismiss it, blah, 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 blah. But the mom like immediately finds a way to convince her husband that this is working and it works. And so the fact that they're all in on it just adds more at stake. Like there's more risk involved. Um, but just the music, I love that that calm flute music that plays when it's coming in. Um, and then the introduction of the the uh, psychologists. Like once they come in, it's almost like a completely different movie. Like with E.T., it changed when the people in the hazmat suit showed up. Right. For this, it's like, oh, here comes the people who know what they're doing. And you see a lot of that in new movies like in Insidious. And The Conjuring, you always bring in the investigators. Um, and the character by Zelda Rubenstein, she, she just fits. I don't think anyone else could deliver the lines. And There's one scene just... when they when they bring in those investigators that I thought was so funny where uh, they, they're there for like one night. And like their whole job is to like pay attention and see like if there's anything paranormal or, or suspicious going on. And this guy just chooses to just kind of write it off and not pay attention. Like he's a security guard. And like there's some crazy like lights and almost like human figures coming out of this like uh, this bedroom. And he's just like doing something else. Like, what are you doing? You're yeah, there for one night. seen a whole lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he's like move. But yeah, I was like, oh, bro, you talk. He was like all hyped about, oh, yeah, I saw this like car move over the course of five hours. And then he sees all this crazy stuff and still doesn't pay attention. I'm like what? Well, granted, he's <laughs> he's staying up in the middle of the night. He's probably tired. So he's just like. All right, I'm going to sit here and doodle. And then eventually yeah. when something does happen, they well, because the camera's automatic. So it's not like he needs to shoot what's going on. The camera turns and like points at the stairs and he's just kind of monitoring you think you'd be more invested if that was the job you chose though i don't know that was just my my thought but, but the what do you guys think of the real practical face scraping 
pulling the skin off the face of that such a real looking person. It, it doesn't belong in a PG movie. It, oh it my was, god! Okay, Dad. It's haunting. It's terrifying. Um, haunting. <laughs> it's it's terrifying. Yeah, it's creepy. Uh, I I kind of wish that I discovered that this was PG back when I was like seven or eight on like VHS ooh. and be like, ooh, PG. Like I want to watch this. And just seeing if this movie, like if this movie could fuck me up the way like Jaws or Sixth Sense or all these other movies we talked about a hundred times. Uh, like because those early horror movies are so impactful and i feel like this one could have been a huge contention to really fuck me up as a kid because even watching this the other night there were some creepy moments for sure i mean like the stuff with the tree outside the kid's window and that just it's a childhood fear that is so like ingrained in my mind like everyone has probably had like i remember i had to like sleep with the door cracked open for a good year of my life at home and like i had to have like a dim light on in the hallway (laughs) like or else i just like was not i knew someone was going to come into my room or like stare like through the crack i don't know i would always freak me out and so i can movie does kind of explore that can't do it i have to because i have a cat so i don't have i don't have a choice at this point i'm so used to it which might be a blessing but you could um, always just close the door when she's not in there that's a, then it's even worse because she'll just scratch at it and scratch at it all fuck because it's a cat they don't they don't understand what a door is you need they to have get to be in there and out of there. Get a kitty door. Just cut a little hole at the bottom. That's of the a door. that. Yeah, no, 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 have no. to buy a whole new door. No, Anyways, no, um, no, no you can I, just I, kick I, it. I, I can understand Spencer that um, you know that that you would be terrified seeing this as a kid, just because I know that Jaws and Sixth Sense all 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 stood the test of time for you and made you terrified as a child. But I think it's truly because not Jaws so much, but because it's told from that child's perspective, where you are. You like you see it in your like developing brain as like a thirteen year old. You're like, that's horrifying. Like, and like she the, get, disappears too. Yeah, she's the one. Yeah, reg- yeah, and exactly. You see yourself getting sucked into a closet. Like that's a horrifying concept as a child yeah. to to imagine that. Like same. Like I was horrified of Jurassic Park when I saw that as a kid because I see it through these child's eyes. These giant dinosaurs. Like it is. Spielberg has a way of terrifying you with a PG movie. It's it's it really is an art that he he mastered and he still continues to do so. You know, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, mainstream boy. Poltergeist. Um, yeah, yeah. Poltergeist. Um, so what what would you give it then on a on a one through five rating system? God, I wonder if we're doing push ups tonight. I don't know. I think for me, first time watch. This is first time watches. Um. This is first time watches. Don't don't you fucking forget about that. I think first time watches. Um, so just just being the first time watch. You watching with us? We know what we do. This being the first time watch, I uh, I really enjoyed it. I think I think it's is it is in twenty twenty three still an instant classic. This is a movie that probably should be watched. Every or every other spooked over. It, it's so fun. It gives you that feeling of being a kid and horrified, being sucked into a closet and talking to monsters through a TV. Um, and it has one of the coolest, I think, reveals um, with with the building uh, kind of contractor guy. Either way, um, I think especially watching this with my parents who grew up in the 80s, it just kind of made the experience better. And we also watched this in a, in a house that's over 100 years old. So that made it interesting as well. But um, I'm going to go four and a half out of five. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. four and a half out of five. That's pretty mm-hmm. big. Pretty big. For I know a, it's up there. It's older up there. film. I'm scared of TV static now. I'll say that. I will say Poltergeist is probably a very mainstream movie at this point. Um, yes, all right. Absolutely, it is. Nate, for your second time watch on Poltergeist, what are you thinking? This is second time watches with those movie dudes. And we about to discuss. Uh, this movie is just one of the most iconic horror movies, or just movies in general. Um, the music, the whole shot of Carol Ann reaching towards the TV. Um, and when Zelda shows up and goes, and she's describing everything that's going on, and then she mentions the beast, that was the part that freaked me out because until then you just hear her through the TV. Um, and then once they start mentioning these other beings that want her, that's when it started getting creepy. And then the parents started getting involved. But yeah, I love this movie on this time around. It's just so easy to watch and just such a loving, normal family situation. So I also gave it a four and a half out of five. Wow. Spencer, you are the one that's going to have to decide whether or not we will be doing 82 push-ups tonight because it came out in 1982. So you are muted right now as well. And now you're I gave it a four and a half out of five as well. On okay. My watch. So it looks like we are doing push-ups. Um, how about this? We're doing 13 push-ups. Nope. We're going to do it for how many years Carol Ann lived on this earth. And um, we're going to do it for her tonight. 12. 12. 12 push-ups. That's so fucked up. Yeah, but 13 is if you add up all the stars together, like four and a half, four and a half, four and a half. So it'd be 13 and a half. I don't I, hate that. I, I don't hate it half. either. We can, we can do that. We can do 13 that. and a half. Uh, 13. Oh, 13. All right. And a half for uh, Carol Ann. For Carol Ann, baby. Carol Ann. Heather O'Rourke or whatever. Heather O'Rourke. What? Poltergeist, oh yeah. Poltergeist. 13 and a half. That's an interesting one. What if none of us actually did it? We just laid on the floor and just chilled, lied about it. Even though this is something we decided to do. That would be horrible. Um, Throw it in the oven. Four and a half, Poltergeist, the original. Go check it out. If you're listening to this and you're still in the Spooktober mood, highly recommend uh, Poltergeist. It's on HBO. Yeah, it's 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 a good watch for sure. And John had never seen it before, and he can testify that it is worth the watch. And it is dated, but it still holds up as a fun time, especially yep. during the Halloween season. I will so. be naming my first daughter Carol Ann. No, you will not. Okay. No, um, you need to have a daughter first. The challenge? <laughs> Yep, no. now I'm never going to have a daughter. It's going to be all boys, eight of them. So should we move into some new releases at this point? I suppose so. Yes, no. Yeah, uh, so John, you need to do something different. <laughs> I, it's you my thing. Sorry, right. 
the mainstream boy we eat popcorn and we're, we're not upset about it and we're not ashamed yep um new releases everybody so obviously the segment we're talking about new releases should we start it off with a horror one or do you guys want to do the other one which is also kind of a horrific story <laughs> sort of. it's yeah very much a horror not, movie in, in itself not, uh i can just make it really quick Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm surprised you guys didn't watch this movie. It's on Peacock. It's I've the got number around one to movie. It. I know. It's the number one it movie. It just came on Peacock. I've watched other stuff. In the box office. <laughs> it made like $80 million opening weekend on a budget of $20 million. So it's made his budget back for sure. It's going to be profitable. I think it made like $150 worldwide. It's, it's a hit. Um, all I'll really say is that if you have kids and they're trying to get into the horror movie genre and you know, you want to show them a movie that might kind of freak them out, maybe like poltergeist, they're like maybe like 10, 12 ish. I'd say this is a great gateway horror movie for them. Um, if you've okay. seen Willie's wonderland, you've seen the more fun <laughs> version of this premise. Nicholas cage. Really? Oh, that was supposed to be fun. R rated. I gave that movie like a one and a half or a two. This movie, I gave a two out of five. Uh, I'd rather watch Nicolas Cage run around and interact with animatronics and freak out than Josh Hudgerson. So that's just how I feel. I never played the games, so I wasn't really the demographic for this movie. I have heard that the the theater going experience of this movie is full of kids <laughs> so i don't know i don't I know. will say uh my 19 year old stepsister is absolutely obsessed with this film and the franchise as a whole like grew up playing all the games since she was like 14 and like was okay. she talked about this movie coming out in may like like when i saw her last was like oh my god did you see five night at freddy this first trailer came out i can't wait to see it i'm gonna go see it like 15 times so there is absolutely an audience for this movie uh we are not that audience yeah i don't okay. know <laughs> i i just didn't really care for it that much at all but it is on peacock you can easily stream it and watch it if you do want to uh like i said though i think that willie's wonderland is the more fun premise or fun version of this premise and, and it's still a bad, movie. A good movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, a bad movie yeah that's not saying much so five nights at freddy's uh yeah i don't really recommend it unless you are trying to you know sh get someone into the horror genre because they can handle it for sure it's silly and kind of stupid. So, yeah. Fair enough. But um, at Freddy's. The, the other movie that can be considered a horror movie in some contexts uh, is Killers of the Flower Moon. Martin Scorsese's new three and a half hour entry into his filmography. Apple TV Plus. You can go see it in theaters and IMAX. And uh, I don't. Is it already out on Apple TV or not yet? No, I think it'll be out. It doesn't have an official streaming release, but I'm sure it'll be out by Christmas. December, oh wow! December, actually a while. I imagine. Um, yeah, I don't think it'll be. It could be Thanksgiving. Who knows? It isn't making a whole lot of money in the box office. <laughs> a three and a half yeah, hour drama. It's a long, long, long movie. Hey, we you, all went out and watched it. But you will absolutely feel. Nate, did you go see it? Of course, you did. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's Martin Scorsese. Of course, you know as as those movie dudes, this is the type of movie that you go out of your way to see. I know Spencer and I saw it in the IMAX theater um leo leonardo dicaprio freaking um robert de niro robert de niro you get Clemens, a little bit of brendan fraser in there Lily the Gladstone. 
Yeah. Oh, you definitely get a scene with Brendan Fraser. Oh my God, it is so over the top. <laughs> the way he stands up and delivers his line. <laughs> I would just... like to talk to my <laughs> yeah, exactly. person. <laughs> I just want to do one thing right in my life. Yeah, oh, that's the, the way camera right. even like does this thing where it's like kind of like going like right and then like slowly raises up with him as he stands up. <laughs> it's like a very over the top shot, like a sweeping reveal that and, he's like, there. Yeah, the way that they they set up that scene is like they're bringing uh, Leo in, and you're expecting this big courtroom drama. Like you're waiting for stuff to get duked out. Then Brendan Fraser says that, and they're like, "All right, we'll resume tomorrow." It's like, <laughs> what was the point of that? Just yeah. so he could converse with his client, and then he walks out. And you never end up in the courtroom again. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. nice yeah. posters. Yeah, this yeah, is what you get if you're watching too. on YouTube. Uh, if you did I like that one in the top middle. to the Patreon uh, or to be a patron of Letterbox, you get lots of poster options among Which, things. Wow. Um, yeah, so I obviously was looking forward to watching this movie. I look forward to watching any movie that Morgan Scorsese is going to make and still release. And the fact that he has a three hour and 26 minute epic out in theaters in IMAX, let alone fucking IMAX movie theaters, you're gonna go and see it. And we had to be there and watch it. And despite the subject matter being super, super depressing and a really tragic story, uh, this is definitely one of the best movies of the year for sure. It, Absolutely, yeah. It's so epic the way he tells the story. It's it's I have some gripes with some of the perspective of the story, but it still is a really, really great movie with great performances great cinematography uh the production design i mean you really feel like you're in this era and uh it's yeah it's, it was just a really really crazy theater going experience yeah um it's a it's a story which where you feel the length and you also very much will feel the tension and the heartbreak and the sadness and just the just the tragedy of of this story which is which is a very real story and you were seeing a snippet of some of the atrocities that happened uh back back in this time but um i i think that i know i clearly i know scorsese wanted to make has wanted to make this story for a while um but man he 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 doesn't hold back in terms of kind of the subject matter and there's some absolutely brutal one-off scenes in this movie like there's some brutal ones but the way that he cuts to them is just kind of kind of a gut punch like where oh, yeah. it's just like oh dead in the most brutal way it's like jesus christ like it, it really hits you um and you know i think that uh, i leonardo DiCaprio in this movie plays quite the character not a very likable character. Um, a very sad, somber hmm. character. Um, <laughs> that's the face that he gives throughout the entire movie. Whole movie. Him he and every, like a, a every dude in this movie. <laughs> the whole time. He's like Sidney Sweeney in every movie she's ever been in. <laughs> um, so you thought, you thought that he was incredible in this? You yeah. Think I, it's I, a career best no. performance the way Not a career critics best. are saying? No. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. And maybe that has to do with just the type of character he's playing he's not likable he's not like jordan belfort or you know the character in the revenant well, he's also or... an idiot and leo doesn't typically play like bumbling oh, idiots Gilbert Gray too often um which i haven't seen well but... that's very different that's like 
I'm not saying okay, haven't seen it. I don't know. He's if not an idiot, playing. A... He's just not. He's such a divisive character because you Both see him like, role. yeah, and he's doing these things, but then you also kind of see him once the uh, once the consequences happen. You kind of see him go, oh crap, like this is really bad. And so his Wait, character about definitely has a grape or kills the fire moon right now. Cat Flower Moon. Okay, oh. okay. I was just making sure. I, I, I thought he was. Just oh, and Gilbert Grape. He's the best character. Like he's the yeah. best in that movie. Yeah. It's hard to say that. I'm like, yeah, he does cut off the grasshopper's head at one point. I'm like thinking back of that movie. <laughs> yeah, but he felt so much remorse because it cuts to him crying about it. <laughs> so like, <laughs> sure. All right, I just make sure I'm following. But yeah, okay. yeah. No, he's fantastic, but he's just torn because you know what he. I think he genuinely loves his wife. And I yeah. know some people have said that he never did. I think he did because but she's one of the ones that could see him as. I think it's one of those movies. It's one of those situations where like this happens in a lot of movies where people are forced into doing a certain thing and then they start to develop a romance. It kind of, it happened in uh, the creator movie, which saw recently where you're forced to kind of infiltrate the society to get a certain thing out of it. And then you fall in love. It's a very common thing in a movie. But I do genuinely think that he did have feelings for her and love her. So, yeah, I, I, I obviously Leo is he's one of the best actors we have today are mm -hmm. currently working for sure. Okay. He's great and he's very selective. I mean, he comes out with movies every couple of years. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was the last one he did. Like he, he's very selective now. Um, but he deserves that. He's he's done sure. so much. He can pick and choose and do what he wants. And I think him being attached as this character Ernest is probably part of the selling package of them getting two hundred million dollars to make this movie. And with Apple TV Plus and, and everything and yeah, IMAX, yeah. everything the deal they got was probably the package of yeah, Leo's gonna lead. Yeah, Robert De Niro and supporting and all these other people and Scorsese. But I really think this movie i really wished and this was originally going to happen and i just can't unsee it jesse plemons was initially going to play Ernest, and i think that would have i would have believed it just maybe a little bit more and leo was supposed to play the fbi character i thought that would have been mm -hmm. i would have been a little bit more immersed in that i would have bought jesse plemons and i think that would have been a very meaty role for him because he's definitely capable of doing that. I feel like Jesse Plemons just kind of plays these characters that he normally just pops up and just is himself. I wish I saw him as Ernest, to be honest. Uh, I think that it would have maybe changed the movie up a little bit. And we would have not as... Because the movie does kind of... It doesn't really, but it follows Ernest a little too much for me. I wish I got more Lily Gladstone and her perspective of this event. Because once, once she's in or she's getting the insulin she's in a bed for an hour and 90 minutes of the movie and you just follow her yeah, and the rest and everything of else she, yeah. she turns into jamie lee curtis from halloween 3 and yeah. that's like my yeah. only nitpick with this movie is like that section or that chunk of the film but other than that that gripe and that nitpick i thought this movie for three hours and 26 minutes it flies by like the pacing was really really well done for the most part other than that little chunk but uh, it was just a very it's Martin Scorsese operating at the top of his game at like 82 years old. It's just unbelievable. And I hope we yeah. still get more epics like this. So it's worth it. 
Yeah. Um, I, I really, I, I think we had the same gripes when we saw it side by side. And I think we felt, we felt the same kind of, I don't know. I think the movie did trail off a little bit when we lost her because she was such a prominent part of the movie Yeah, that I think it was, it was, it was good to go from, okay, Leo's side to her side because she was such a strong female character that was like the spearhead of her family. She's the heart um, of the movie too. Heart and soul is, like, of this she movie. She kept him story. grounded. Like she kept him like not honest, but she almost her being there made him want to do better. But he was in such a situation where he had this overbearing uncle and this brother yeah. that he's doing stuff with. So he's torn between yeah. this woman he loves and him coming back from war and trying to make it. And this is and, the only and, way yeah. he can. Ernest clearly doesn't have like sympathy or he's not empathetic whatsoever toward, or like he doesn't have any like emotion or like feelings, I guess. Like he's a sociopath, psychopath, like for sure. <laughs> what, like I he think, doesn't understand it. Oh yeah. Maybe killing off your family isn't going to like piss you off. Like you might be okay with it. Sure. He's just a fucking idiot, like a fucking sociopath dumbass. But yeah. Oh, well. And it's a strange thing balance that... with that character. Yeah. So yeah, he it's very odd because like, autism like the ones the the actions that you see him take place in don't directly affect the family necessarily until the whole house it explosion. It, I mean they kill all of her, no, her mom yeah, and like three three sisters. <laughs> well her mom I mean, was sick. The only person was he attacked sick. was the investigator and uh, like one other cleanup person who was investigating. He did have. He indirectly caused like, it. Yeah, yeah he, he indirectly did. Him and his uncle and his brother, I, I suppose, were he the reason why it happened, though. Like without them, well, all yes, these people don't but get I murdered, mean, you know. But I don't I think he's saying, sitting there going, "Oh, I'm going to kill her whole family and feel good about it." I think yeah. it just it was the That's happenstance of. Yes, that's what it was. He's the one that was like, "Yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta get this head money and keep it in the family type of thing." And, and he there's was also terrifying in this movie. Yes, like creepy. He was one of my probably the biggest standouts aside from Lily Gladstone. I thought she was great, but he was like, we see a, a performance from De Niro all the time at this point. He takes so many movie roles at this, but once he's paired with the best of the best, he just delivers. And like there's one scene like where he is just he, he's a, it's a very subtle performance at times too because like he's just like standing at a party just like watching everybody and just coming up with his schemes and his plan of how he's gonna just get rid of them all and he's, it's just terrifying because he's, he's, like, he, so he's like pretending like he's helping them but he is not he is trying to get rid of them all and it's it's so haunting yeah isn't he like he's so He's so subtly menacing, almost like uh, I just rewatched this movie, kind of like Kevin Spacey is in Baby Driver, where like he's all he feels like he's on Ansel Elgort's side a little bit, and then you realize he's he is just trying to get the job done. Um, he just he, but, he gets chauffeured around. Whenever he pops up, he always seems to be in the passenger seat of a car, and he's telling somebody to get in. Like he's a I, mob boss. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I was actually <laughs> laughing really hard when De Niro, like, yeah, shows up like passenger side, and he has his like goggles on, and he's like having a oh whole like conversation with Leo. I was laughing yeah. like pretty hard. Get in. <laughs> just really, the image was just perfect. Um, yeah, the scene where he he drives up to Leo, and he's like, "I need you to sign this." 
just in case. And Leo's like very hesitant to do it. Um, which basically like if Leo were to die, signs over all the rights to to Rob De Niro's character to the oil and everything and everything that uh Lily Gladstone's family has, you know, owns. That I mean that that scene right there just shows like Robert De Niro doesn't give a shit about even about his own family. Like he just I mean, I guess maybe bloodline he cares about, but William at the end of the day, it's just like he wants he wants that money. And Leo was the gateway to it. Yeah. And, and I I like that uh that one guy, he was the the clerk in No Country for Old Men. Did you see that little reference? He was the the counter guy when he's Javier Bardem's talking to him and whatnot. Right. Yep. He made a really good comment to De Niro when he said, You're pronouncing yourself too much. Like he always mm. shows up when the bad thing happens. Like I don't want to give away one of the things, but one of the big things that happens and all this aftermath, and then he shows up, he's in his suit. It's like you have no business being here. So it it he's playing with fire. It's almost like he gets his kicks off of being there and pretending to be the guy who's here to save everyone when in reality he's the puppet master. Right. Yeah. Just two guys. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so, I mean, I think it is going to get a lot of Oscar nominations. I don't know if it's going to win many. I mean, the Irishman was nominated for 10 Oscars and it didn't win a single one. So wow. I feel like this could be the same case here. I don't know. I think DiCaprio and Gladstone and De Niro are all locks. Um, yeah, De Niro for supporting. I think yeah, De Niro think could win be, supporting. Could could happen. For I think sure. it, he's of all of your Oscar. It's fantastic. Has he won an Oscar? He's yeah. won. He's won two. Yeah, two. Oh, yeah. Godfather Part Two and uh, Raging Bull. So yes. uh, this would be his third. Which I think he be. absolutely has a has a chance to win it. Um, yeah, God, Molly, go away. But uh, I initially went four out of five with this. I've thought about it a lot since I've seen it. And once it does come to Apple TV Plus, I definitely want to revisit it. Some of my initial thoughts after I watched it was like, I was kind of thinking like, oh, maybe that would have been better if it was cut up as like a four six part limited series that's of course mm-hmm. has to cut to helm and Hame with all the production budget mm-hmm. that he that he had i mean just so we could kind of get a little bit more to the osage storyline that i feel like was missing a little bit here um and also i mean yeah it's in there for three hours and 30 minutes it's it's definitely an undertaking but it's not that hard to do if you sat through a fucking avengers movie for three hours you can handle an extra 20 minutes um so i i went four out of five but i could probably easily get it up to four and a half out of five i definitely will watch it again when it comes out on apple tv so it's uh it's scorsese just yeah operating at the top of his game once again he's one of the best filmmakers of all time yeah yeah um i'm pretty much in the same boat i i also gave it a four out of five um i it's funny i think i have the almost the exact same thoughts where I would have loved to see this in like a four episode miniseries, but Scorsese's not going to uh, do that. That's not something he I, would. That's I, not something he would. He like wouldn't do TV. I think, but I just I think it would service the story just a little bit better. Um, but that's, that's this is it. and this this is a story that like I could absolutely absolutely see being told in another fashion. Like you know, I feel like you know I, I don't know. I, I think that. And maybe another director, somebody tells another story similar to this along the same st- along the same lines. Um, 
but I really liked it. I, I still think like it's just one of those movies that it's a it's a brutal subject matter to a certain extent. It it reminded me of Twelve Years a Slave, where like you you sit there, you watch the whole thing. Great movie, but are you gonna really go back and sit through that again? This one I would more than that movie, but still I'm not I'm not gonna be jumping out of my seat to watch just sit down and, and get through this one again. But it's a great movie. Like it is, like very, very good movie. So, but it's heavy, heavy film. Yeah. Hmm. Neat. I, I, I love this movie. <laughs> like I could, I would probably go into a theater again and watch it. Like it, it was, it was the fastest three and a half hours I've ever sat through. Like I remember sitting through the Irishman and being like, holy, when is this going to end? And I thought it was ending and there was still 45 minutes left. This one, like Spencer said, was paced so well. And I think you got to see enough aspects from all parties. And just once Jesse Plemons shows up, it just, you could feel Ernest like slowly getting caught and he's trying to backtrack and just feeling everyone close in on him and knowing who his uncle is and people trying to sell him out. And I just enjoyed it. And the music and Lily Gladstone was like the unsung hero because she didn't have to do much. She just had this presence to her. Um, but I would love to see some acting nominations. I think De Niro could get a supporting um, and even DiCaprio, if they wanted to throw him in there, I wouldn't say no. I'm sure there might be some other better choices, but this movie was great. I definitely see it being in my top 10 this year. Um, and I, our first watch, I gave it a four and a half out of five. I okay. just, the only thing that I really didn't like about it was the fact that they cut from the story to this live radio broadcast. That was a choice. Like, that was an interesting choice. Yeah. And I went, why? Yeah. I would have much yeah. rather had seen like them going away and what happens to Molly and where she goes and stuff. But I hated the fact that they just were like, oh, this is the time. Like, we're just going to transition. And I'm like, Ugh, come on. Yeah, I remember Yeah, when that happened. All of a sudden, just yeah, Martin Scorsese was on the screen in full IMAX. And I remember being like, whoa, it took me right out of the movie. I looked at John and we both were like, what the fuck? Why is Martin yeah. Scorsese on screen? But I was a little confused at first. But when it, afterwards, I was like, okay. I mean, that was definitely, like I said, it was a choice. And it was an interesting choice because they could have easily just yeah, like cut to text and on actual photos like they usually do for movies like this and be like, all right, here's what happened. Just you read a whole bunch of stuff. But they did it in a way that was very unique and kind of creative where like it was an actual play telling the story in like a still like a, an old time. And then, yeah, you have Scorsese come out and kind of just like do like the epilogue. Like, uh, I, I think presented it in a way. It's strange it just because it's such a it like I said earlier, it's a very personal project to him. Like he's he he said himself, want to make this movie for so long. Like I think this is just his way of being like wrapping wrapping up putting a bow on it in his own way, literally putting his face on the screen. I don't know. Is it the best choice? Probably not, but it does yeah. take you out of it. But at the end of the day, I, I do like that he 
he felt like he wanted to put himself in it. Like it felt that it it meant that much to him, I guess. So I felt it's a little like robbed. I Tarantino. Yeah, I could see Tarantino doing it. Like if that happened in a Tarantino movie, I would be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. It wouldn't take me out of the movie. For yeah, Scorsese, for some reason, ego. it did. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, because like you were going on this track where Ernest finally he's like he's confused. He doesn't know if he's going to side with his uncle or if he's going to side with the government, and. Yeah, and then it just cuts to them in this live radio broadcast, and I'm like, oh, all that momentum just came to a halt, and now I'm like, hmm. come on. And then they have the nerve to end it with the Osage doing their ceremonial thing. It's like, oh, so you will do that as your final, but not play out the story. I, I felt let down, but that was sure. the only real flaw for me. Other than that, I was sucked in. I didn't feel the length hardly at all. Um, maybe a little bit when she got sick, like you guys were talking about. Um, but yeah, no, I love this movie. I think it beats The Irishman, at least to me. Irishman was boring to me. This was interesting. I like Native American lore and stuff like that. So okay. I would see this again in theaters. I like the Irishman a lot. I don't and, remember a damn thing about the Irishman. And the thing with the, with the Irishman and yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon, the, that's a Netflix, that's Apple TV Plus. Those are streaming platforms. I'm sure there's so much more footage that does exist of those movies. They could easily do an extended series, like the way the Hateful Eight did it. Uh, the the mm -hmm. Hateful Eight did an extended cut on Netflix. I haven't seen it actually, but it's like five episodes, like and they just, it's an extra like hour of footage. That wasn't. I didn't even know they did that. Release. So that's actually becoming like a new trend that they're going to be doing, and you're probably going to be seeing that happen a lot more with the writers and actors strike that happened. They're going to try to probably repurpose a lot of material once there isn't a lot of movies to be released because they haven't filmed anything since June. No new movies have been filming all year almost. So it's that's just wild. they're going to want it seen. They're going to want yeah. to make it worth it once it's shown. Yeah. So I mean, like, have you have you guys ever heard of um, a Baz Luhrmann movie called Australia? Yes. Yes. With Nicole Kidman With... and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nicole Kidman and mm -hmm. Hugh Jackman. Australia. Yeah. So it's two hours and forty five minutes. I've never seen this movie. Me neither. Uh, 6.6, .6, whatever. So Hulu is coming out with uh, <laughs> Farway Downs, Fairway Downs, whatever. Uh, it's the re it's repurposed stuff from Australia as a Hulu miniseries. What the fuck? Okay. So you get to watch <laughs> Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman in a, in a TV series that has extended footage and stuff you've never seen before. So it's literally Australia. It's literally Australia, but like what? Double the runtime and just like way see, more I would rather got. I'd rather just see it in a four and a half hour movie. When it breaks up into a series, I feel that it just opens up these opportunities for like, oh, let's extend the lore. And it's like, come on, make it like a four and a half hour movie that doesn't need to be branched off into other medium. I actually disagree. Just... I I can if it's if it's edited in a way that's episodic, I can be okay with it. Um but like if because as long as one ep if you watch an episode and if it's contained and it, it tells like enough or it leaves enough of a cliffhanger to be like oh I gotta watch episode two I'm okay with it. Uh, if it's just See, like that's when random, I, then no. That's what I don't like. It's like oh you're stopping now I have to 
whether they release them separately or release it all at once. Anytime it yeah. stops, it pulls me out. It's like, no, just, I want to see well, you're it. Not, you're not a big out. TV guy in general, because that is generally how TV works. If I knew well, anything a- about Australia as a movie, as the like, I don't know anything about the story, then I, I, I feel like I could give a better opinion. But I, I do kind of like the idea that they feel like there's enough content there where they can make a series out of it. The fact that there's a movie and they're like, you know what? This could be a TV like that. They're taking something that's already there and repurposing it like they. they, It can't just be shit. Like if they chose this movie specifically to do that with like there must be enough there to make it worth it. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just I think it's just how I react. Like I like a lot of different series, but what I would much rather see one whole story being played out with a pause in between telling you it's it's a new trend it's a critically acclaimed film blackberry which is one of my favorite movies i've seen this year (sighs) coming to amc and amc plus as a limited series so they're just going to take footage that was supposed to be involved with the movie it's going to be a three net event and it's just going to be like an extended cut version of the film if you've seen the movie there's no reason like if i'd seen australia if i'd seen this if I, which I've seen Blackberry, I'm not watching that. It's, I know the story. Like, what's what am I going to get out of it other than I like did a few think extra that scenes? There were some aspects to the story I wish they explored a little more of, but like, I don't know what this three net event is going to be. It, no one really knows. It's just kind of random. But the thing is, it, if it if it's on streaming like Netflix, Amazon, Apple TV, and they are they want to because like on Blu-rays, I, that was a huge trend on Blu-rays or DVDs and stuff. When a movie came out, and then all of a sudden the Blu-ray physical media stuff it comes out, and it's always like unrated or extended cut or director's yeah. cut, and you get to watch a different version of the movie, kind of with deleted scenes involved or included. And it was always kind of fun. It never was really as good as the theatrical. Sometimes that's not the case, and you have like Blade Runner. And, Anchorman uh, 2 has a huge oh extended God. edition. Yeah, that is Snyder one of the worst, worst films so I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like all the improv scenes included. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a reason why they get so, out. W- w- I think it is a fun idea to, to pursue, if especially if you're on streaming and you have the ability to do it. And if you're fa- a fan of the movie and you want to see more story and, and different uh, version of the film, sure, why not? Uh, make it. You have the footage, just edit it it's pretty easy to do so i don't the idea doesn't piss me off by any means um but it is an interesting way to recycle old movies with it's just like how much is your integrity worth i guess if you're if you're in the film industry and you are down to the bottom of the barrel let's just cut up australia and make a tv series i get it i get it (laughs) like you gotta make money anyways uh nate i i believe you uh you might have some some horror trivia for us. Oh boy! This time around, I do. Oh, that I fuck. do. It's not mainstream boy trivia. Not mainstream, but here we are. It's time for the answers. You know this fact. For the questions I'm about to ask, like, what is the capital movie? Well, it's mainstream, mainstream boy trivia. trivia. Oh, we caught Nate this oh, time. Oh, Nate, what were you? Was that popcorn. popcorn or was that something else? Maybe some like candy corn or something? It was Charleston Chews, actually. Wow, people Charles- don't usually eat Charleston Chews that quickly. So um, John got a big bucket freezer. of popcorn for Killers of the Flyer Moon, and we had some some pretzel sticks as well. And I just I broke up a couple and just put them in the popcorn as well. And he was so pissed. I didn't like it. 
we never talked about it after the fact, but just the body language <laughs> and like the size Not and happy. also him throwing it across the theater and at me. <laughs> Hitting an old lady. Clear indications that he was not happy that the pretzels were mixed in with the popcorn. <laughs> but I think it's sweet and salty. It was kind of nice. No, no. It, I, I, I see what you were going for, but the initial bite of not knowing it was there because you snuck it in with me not knowing it was in there. <laughs> I took it out it a hit, whole bunch, cracked them all in half, and hucked them in. The texture, the texture was just not. I, I don't. I'm a big texture guy. I don't like. I don't like. Yeah. I don't. Don't put hard things in my soft things. Is basically, what I'm getting at. Um, okay, uh, Nate. So you have some. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. So yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I do. Put that in my salad. Okay. Um, so yeah. I, I, I did these questions. I'm not as good at this. I'm not the mainstream boy questions. I went a little more mainstream as far as the questions go. So there's not going to be really any deep cuts. Um, I appreciate that. But there's a couple different ones. Like I have some taglines, some guess the cast, all that stuff. So mm, okay. um, I have six written down. In case one of them you guys just can't know. But I'll give you hints if you don't get the first guess right. So put your names in the chat and be ready to click enter. Oh, um, so Doug Jones, the famous Doug Jones, um, plays a lot of crazy movie monsters. But which iconic movie monster did jo Doug Jones not play? Was it A? The first, what? you can't buzz in already. Oh, sorry, I didn't know there's multiple choice, but I want to hear the multiple choice. So forget. Yeah, that, that doesn't count. He, I get to, that. I get to answer first now. We'll figure <laughs> it out. Um, okay. so it goes a, the first cave dweller in the descent. B, the pale man from Pan's Labyrinth. C, Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus, or D. Amazon River God from Shape of Water. Um, I'm going to go with the Hocus Pocus one. I don't think he played that one. That is incorrect. Ducky. Uh, I'm going to go with the Descent. I don't believe he's. That is correct. Yeah. And that, yeah. Uh, obviously, he's Shape of Water. Obviously, he's in Pan's Labyrinth. Hocus Pocus, he obviously is. And. Um, I was he's just he's he's a contortionist. He's he's able to yeah. do all that stuff. But well, so just, I thought you were gonna go with. Crawler. I thought you were gonna go with the fact that he plays just a regular character in Absentia. So I thought you were gonna just say like, "Fuck you." He's also uh, oh, I didn't a even character name Saru yeah. in Star Trek Discovery, which is a very contortiony alien guy. Yeah. Okay. No, but very good nice. job, Spencer. That's uh, thank you. One oh Spencer. All right. The next one is called Guess the Film from the Tagline. Mm -hmm. okay. All right. The last man on Earth is not alone. Um, Jonathan. I am legend. John ties it up. Let's go. Yeah, let's One, go. Dude. Nice. Great movie. Okay. Great movie. Very good movie. I love that movie. Um, wow. Okay. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Maybe, I, maybe right. I'm fit for this trivia thing after all. Yeah, that's um, a, that was a good question. I like that. That could have been a lot of movies, honestly. 
it just it's not worded well the last man on earth is not alone like it's not no okay it's not. cool it's okay. <laughs> um it's a weird one but so the third one guess the film by the cast okay. i like this first joey king mm-hmm. mm, this is gonna be who's who's gonna be quick wait can i do? guess can i guess now or do i have to type it in you can guess now, but it would. I this put work fair. into these. Can, can I take a? I just want to take a risk with Go one ahead. actor that I have. Go ahead. You can't buzz in until I buzz in. Just so you know, if you answer right now. I already entered it. You just did. I know, but yeah. if you get it wrong, you have to wait until I guess. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. The Conjuring. Yeah, The Conjuring. Okay. <laughs> okay, please let me give all the options before you. Um, fair enough. Okay, mm. but good job. The Conjuring. I know my Joey yeah, King movies. I would have said my... The Conjuring too. It's the only horror movie she's in. Ugh, stupid. Well, she wasn't in The Conjuring too. She was in The Conjuring. Um, yeah. But my other choices That's... were Mackenzie okay. Foy and Patrick Wilson. So that would have yeah given it away there too. Okay, Spencer's up two to one. Okay, easy. This one is multiple choice answers. In which. Friday the Thirteenth film. Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> did Jason first appear with the hockey mask? Was it A, Part Three in 3D? B, Part Two? C, Part Four, the final chapter? Or D, Part Five, a new beginning? Mainstream boy. <sighs> It's so iconic. He had to have it in part two. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. Ducky. Come part on. three. That is correct. Part oh three in 3D. Stupid. He steals it from the fat chubby guy named Shelly. And that is and when we officially get the Jason that we all know and love. What's he, he wearing, wearing in the first two? He's wearing a potato sack in the second one. And he's only in the first one, spoilers, in the last shot. So, so John, I've only yeah. seen the first four, and then I just stopped because I just I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, it's a lot of the same. I've seen Jason yeah. X. That's one I've seen. That's like the 10th one, I think. That's I a whole different side of Yeah, Jason. that's not even like... <laughs> that's all, yeah, I've that's seen Freddy vs. Jason, too. I still have never seen uh, Jason Goes to Hell. I've never seen that one. but That one's grown on me over the years. It's grown yeah. on me. Jason Takes Manhattan okay. is hilarious okay yeah sorry so you won but spencer did win but we've done this all the other episodes we need to get to an hour and 37 exactly um, palette cleanser round here we go so john if you were to get these next two right yeah, yeah if it gets the next tie. two he, he ties it yeah, yeah. So well was, okay all right yeah that's how you want to do it There's still a chance okay so if I get number five one, number five is another guess the tagline Mm-hmm. Ooh, might be my thing yeah i'm really good at that apparently all right it doesn't think it doesn't feel it doesn't give up mainstream boy um oh shit what's the movie called uh it doesn't think, it doesn't feel, it doesn't give up. Who's that Pokemon? Oh, 
Oh, it's uh uh to give you a five second countdown. Oh, I can't think of the name of it. I keep five. Four. Carpenter movie. I can't think of the name of Three. it. It feels stupid. It is not the thing, John. Two. Oh, the thing. The thing. One. <laughs> it is not the thing. It's not the thing. Okay. Wait, so it's not can you repeat it? The tagline? Oh, yes. I think I know what it is. And the way I say it, pay attention to that. It doesn't feel. It doesn't think. It doesn't feel. It doesn't give up. It. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Oh my god, if it's it, that's gonna be so annoying. Yeah. That is incorrect. Okay. Is it Jonathan? Is it the fog? That is also incorrect. Oh man. Is it it follows? Ah oh, shit. And Spencer takes another point. It is hey. it follows. All right. Yeah, man. It, it was either it or it follows. I guess that makes a lot of sense. I had two other backup yeah. choices, but okay. I feel like the fog was a good answer. Because it's it doesn't think it was, but it wasn't it's just, right. It's just fog. I had to take a chance with it, but yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that. I get that. Um. All right, last one just for fun. Spencer's already up four to one. John, um, it is one first. more. No, oh, so kind. It is uh one more. Guess the cast. Ooh. Okay. First character. Kyle Gallner. Oh, I love that guy. I know it. What second answer? J.K. Simmons. Uh, I don't know if he's in it, but I feel like I still know it. I don't know who third Kyle Gallner is. So. <laughs> Come on. The third person is Amanda Seyfried. Oh, is it? Uh, Put it in. Maybe I, maybe I don't know it. Is it Jonathan? Prom night. What is that movie? No, show? that was Britney Snow. Fuck. Another blonde actress. I don't know uh, if this is actually right, because I don't know if Amanda Seyfried is in it. Uh, uh, pretend I wrote Ducky, just back and forth here. Nope. That's a good okay. guess, though. He's in that. I, I know Kyle Gallner's in it. But... Yes. Oh, no. But no, it is not. I think Amanda Seyfried horror movie. She's the uh, star. Or one of these stars. Oh, Jennifer's Body? It is Jennifer's body. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go. The next guest yeah. was going to be Chloe. Yeah, Chloe, that's a good, that's a good uh, guess. Yeah, by Carol and right. uh, Kusama. So I technically Karen got two. Kusama. I got two. I, I got that. I you did, but Spencer yeah, won. Spencer won. So one, Spencer, yeah. yeah, it is. I lost by two points. No, two points. All right. Right. That's that's fun. Fun. I'm, I'm proud of myself for getting any of those at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> so if you ever want me to do trivia yeah. again, I'll I can take the reins i don't mind (laughs) i like that you jumped around to different types of trivia i like i think that was that was a good idea let's quickly see if john can get this this trivia question right here okay this is this is easy this is easy okay can i answer complete idiot you can give me something that's a like intermediate first dibs but yeah you can back up if he doesn't get it question which room is danny warned not to enter in stanley kubrick's the shining oh Room, uh, what's a number? <laughs> uh, it's like something 43. Something 43? Two, <laughs> two, 
to no 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 it's yeah. it's yeah two two <laughs> two two fifty three i don't know two to three okay nate what, what do you got what do you what got here what do you got what do you got two thirty forty one in the book it was two seventeen because that is the actual room number in the stanley hotel oh yeah. Uh, and then real quick, one for both of you. Let's see if you guys can get this. I was Name close. that like movie. Five, five Sometimes dead is better. Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Oh. Damn. Uh, you didn't quick. type your name Sometimes in there. Sometimes dead is better. It was quick. He's also yeah. in uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, no. Not Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, whatever My movie we just watched. My Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny. That that one. Done with its eyes. Other Reddy's movies. Yep. Yep. Sometimes. Who's laughing dead now? Better. Yeah, right. sometimes dead is better. Alrighty. Um, that cemetery movie coming out. The trailer looks terrible. Well, the only thing that we didn't do is have Nate pick the next movies oh. for the podcast, but we can oh, just fuck. update that in Instagram stories. So follow us on Instagram, and we will let you guys know what the next movie we'll be talking about because Spooktober, we can put close on spooktober 2023 no more horror movies oh. we can go back to just the regular selection regular, regular generic garbage Let's go. regular mainstream before. junk it's so, perfect on its way everybody we'll uh, update you guys on our socials when nate has his pick because we are back to his his first time watch for the next podcast mm. all right thanks I for watching everybody Two thirty or one minute and 37 seconds with 10 seconds to go We'll see yeah, you next we, time. We, we do have to end it now. So Throw in the oven. Everybody. Heaven and uh, yeah, toodle lose. Toodle lose.